What is it that made Jacob, not Abraham or Isaac or Moses, the true father of the Jewish people, with the congregation of Jacob, B'nai Israel, the children of Israel? Jacob, Israel, is the man whose name we bear. Yet Jacob didn't begin the Jewish journey, Abraham did. Jacob faced no trial like that of Isaac at the binding. He didn't lead the people out of Egypt or bring them the Torah. Admittedly, all his children stayed within the faith, unlike Abraham or Isaac, but that simply pushes the question back one level. Why did he succeed where Abraham and Isaac failed? It seems that the answer lies in this week's parasha and the next. Jacob was the man whose greatest visions came to him when he was alone at night, far from home, fleeing from one danger to the next. In this week's parasha, Escaping from Esau, he stops and rests for the night with only stones to lie on and has this epiphany. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely God is in this place and I didn't know it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. In next week's Parsha, fleeing from Laban and terrified at the prospect of meeting Esau again, he wrestles alone at night with an unnamed stranger. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob but Israel because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face and yet my life was spared. These are the decisive spiritual encounters of Jacob's life, yet they happen in liminal space, the space between that is neither starting point nor destination, at a time when Jacob was at risk in both directions, where he came from and where he was going to. Yet it was at these points of maximum vulnerability that he encountered God and found the courage to continue despite all the hazards of the journey. That is the strength Jacob bequeathed the Jewish people. What's remarkable is not merely that this one tiny people survived tragedies that would have spelled the end of any other people, the destruction of two temples, the Babylonian and Roman conquests, the expulsions, persecutions and pogroms of the Middle Ages, the rise of anti-Semitism in 19th century Europe and the Holocaust. No, after each cataclysm, it renewed itself, scaling new heights of achievement. <clears throat> During the Babylonian exile, it deepened its engagement with the Torah. After the Roman destruction of Jerusalem, it produced the great literary monuments of Torah Sheba Alper, the Oral Torah, Midrash Mishnah, and Gemara. During the Middle Ages, it produced masterpieces of law and Torah commentary, poetry and philosophy. A mere three years after the Holocaust, it proclaimed the state of Israel, the Jewish return to history after the darkest night of exile. When I became chief rabbi, I had to undergo a medical examination. The doctor put me on a treadmill, walking at a very brisk pace. What are you testing? I asked him. How fast I can go, or how long? Neither, he replied. What I'm testing is how long it takes when you come off the treadmill for your pulse to return to normal. That's when I discovered that health is measured by the power of recovery. That's true for everyone, but doubly so for leaders 
and for the Jewish people, a nation of leaders. That, I believe, is what the phrase Mamlachet Kohanim, a kingdom of priests, actually means, a kingdom of leaders. Leaders suffer crises. That is a given of leadership. When Harold Macmillan, Prime Minister of Britain between 1957 and 1963, was asked what's the most difficult aspect of his time in office, he replied, events, dear boy, events. Bad things happen. And when they do, the leader must take the strain so that others can sleep easily in their beds. Leadership, especially in matters of the spirit, is deeply stressful. Four figures in Tanakh, Moses, Elijah, Jeremiah, and Jonah, actually pray to die rather than continue. And not only was this true in the distant past, Abraham Lincoln suffered deep bouts of depression. So did Churchill, who called it his black dog. Gandhi and Martin Luther King both attempted suicide in adolescence and experienced depressive illness in adult life. And the same was true of many great creative artists, among them Michelangelo, Beethoven and Van Gogh. Is it greatness that leads to moments of despair, or moments of despair that lead to greatness? Is it that those who lead internalize the stresses and tensions of their time, or is it that those who are used to stress in their emotional lives find release in leading exceptional lives? There's no convincing answer to this in the literature thus far. But Jacob was a more emotionally volatile individual than either Abraham, who was often serene even in the face of great trials, or Isaac, who was more than usually withdrawn. Jacob feared. Jacob loved. Jacob spent more of his time in exile than the other patriarchs. But Jacob endured and persisted. Of all the figures in Genesis, he is the great survivor. The ability to survive and to recover is part of what it takes to be a leader. It's the willingness to live a life of risks that makes such individuals different from others, so said Theodore Roosevelt in one of the greatest speeches ever made on the subject. This is what he said, It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. Jacob endured the rivalry of Esau, the resentment of Laban, the tension between his wives and children, the early death of his beloved Rachel, and the loss for twenty-two years of his favorite son Joseph. He said to Pharaoh, few and hard have been the years of my life, yet on the way, He encountered angels, and whether they were wrestling with him or climbing the ladder to heaven, they lit the night with the aura of transcendence. To try, to fall, to fear, and yet to keep going, that is what it takes to be a leader. That was Jacob, the man who at the lowest ebbs of his life had his greatest visions of heaven.